Raven's Veil is a dark fantasy horror anthology podcast that may contain explicit language and thematic elements not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Raven's Veil, a dark fantasy horror anthology podcast set in the shadowy world of the Deep South, a convergent reality situated around what most of humanity has accepted as reality. Obscured from human eyes, Raven's Veil is a mystical sanctuary intended to preserve the existence of its immortal inhabitants. The Macquarie, commonly referred to as witches, have been hunted since before written history. The witches of the Highlands fled persecution to a new land that would come to be known as Appalachia. In these parts, you should always be leery of the things that scare witches. The veil is thin tonight, family. Let's see what darkness lies beyond. He watched a single raindrop slowly trailing down the window pane of his family home an old painted lady at the end of an old dirt road out in the woods in the middle of nowhere in Greer, South Carolina. The house where his mother had been born and his grandparents had lived their entire life. On this rainy day, the house was dark and cold. I guess it was his house now. He sighed, took a deep breath, and said, I'll tell you the story. I'll do my best to tell it exactly the way my granddad told me and my brother. It's the telling of a very old tale that reaches as far back as time itself. I think rather it's the untelling of that story. He took a long drink of the cocoa that was quickly cooling in his granddad's favorite mug and let the memories wash over him. Get comfortable. It's going to take a little while to untell it all. But here goes. The fog felt impenetrable in the crisp, cool morning as the lunar course of a dropped anchor in the shallows just offshore of the new land that would later come to be known as South Carolina. In dreams and visions... Giles Ashford and his kind, the Macquarie, had been guided to this sacred land of sanctuary. More specifically, a lush, bountiful land about 200 leagues inland where four magical ley lines intersect, forming a unique phenomenon that made this pristine land idyllic for their cause. Giles had been chosen chosen to lead 12 of his Macquarie brothers and sisters on a voyage from their homelands in the highlands of Caledonia to their sanctuary. On the eighth day of March in the year 535 AD, the group bowed their heads and uttered silent words of thankfulness and protection before they walked towards the stern of the boat, suddenly appearing on the untouched shorelines of the New World. Unsure of their surroundings, each cautiously and painstakingly began to interweave magical protective wards around the group as they apparated on the white sand beaches. 
Since the beginning of life on this planet, the Macquarie, or what we now know as witches, have been a part of this world. For a time, the Macquarie evolved peacefully beside humans. Humans possess the gift of magic, although very limited because they lack a fully developed pinus. In contrast to their human counterparts, the Macquarie were born blessed with an enhanced, more evolved pinus that more easily generated the innate arcanum that allows them to control magic naturally. Most humans struggled with developing magic, but with training and augmentation, humans could become adept with curses, enchantments, and cantrips. Before the world had spoken language, or even the concept of a written language, the Macquarie discovered their powers. Limited as they may have been, they used their crude form of unspoken magic as healers. Throughout the centuries, the Macquarie honed their abilities into a sophisticated magical system that they refined and passed on to their children and their children's children. Now, unlike their human counterparts, the Macquarie were unacquainted with death. Their immortality allowed them to proliferate their innate arcanum beyond the simple healing into virtually limitless power. Yet, with unlimited power and immortality, they still feared their mortal vulnerabilities. As humanity became aware of the significance of their power, the people around them grew envious, and a group of jealous Greek politicians put into play a covert plan to eliminate the Macquarie from the face of the earth. Deceived into believing the witches were evil, society began to turn against them. Accused of every horrible event throughout history, the Macquarie were persecuted, hunted, tortured, and murdered. And so to save their species, they scattered themselves about the world of humans and waited. After the treacherous betrayal of Margaret Atkin during the Scottish witch hunts and with their numbers dwindling, the witches of the Highlands decided to leave the world of humans to find a place where they could dwell in peace. Under cover of their magical protections, they returned to the ship to rest before the long trek into the unknown. Near sunset, they gathered again on the beach and began moving towards the land that would become their sanctuary. Drawn by the power of the ley lines, they began using magic to clear-cut a rough path through the dense undergrowth. To the common eye, the path would appear as if it were a long-forgotten game trail. Even with magic, the clearing was slow and arduous, requiring long hours of obfuscation spells to conceal the pathway. Their instructions had been clear. The new land must be hidden from the reaches of everyone except the chosen few. For eight sleepless days and nights, they journeyed cautiously, being overtly observant of their surroundings. At sunrise on the ninth day, the group crested a small hill and were overtaken by the raw power of the ley lines and the beauty of the untouched valley that rests at the foot of the mountain range that would later be known as the Blue Ridge Mountains. 
As they gazed out over the splendor of their new home, a legion of ravens, seemingly spooked by their presence, erupted from a nearby wooded area. The birds darkened the sky with their frenzied flight, and the deafening screech of their caw reminded Giles of his first vision of this new land. He knew it was a good omen, but the feeling it brought wasn't all positive. Underlying the joy of finding their sanctuary was an entirely momentary flicker of doubt he couldn't seem to dismiss. Once they had reached the heart of the convergence of the ley lines, they rapidly set about hanging magical barriers, protective wards, and obfuscation spells covering a vast 10-mile expanse. Once everything was secure, Giles divided the party into three groups. The first group scouted the land, constructing sentry points along the ley lines for security. Each point was fortified with magical surveillance charms and intrusion enchantments. The second group magically cleared the land at the center of the convergence, constructing homes, communal halls, and a palisade around the perimeter of the new town. The third group, comprised of his most trusted confidants, Sawyer Photos, Osbert Cottle, Bartholomew Callums, and Sebastian Lennox, were directed to retrieve the rest of the Highland witches. They magically cleared a patch of land about 50 paces long and 25 paces wide. When the land was prepared, Osbert walked to the center of the north side of the clearing, closed his eyes, took two steps, and disappeared. The others waited cautiously. Eighteen minutes later, Osbert reappeared, walking and holding the hand of a strikingly beautiful woman and a young boy. Once he was safely back, the other three joined him in this labor of love. One by one, the men disappeared and reappeared for hours, transporting the coven of covens and their family members to the new land. The transportation spell, descriptively termed glint, is a relatively simple form of magic that all witches learn when they gain their full power around age 16. Glint allows a witch to travel anywhere they've physically been before. With some practice, a witch can master the ability to transport anyone they can touch. Well, after dusk, the last of the coven safely arrived. Exhausted from days without sleep and the continual use of magic, the covens happily feasted before falling into a much-needed deep slumber. Just after midnight... While the embers of the fire burned low, Letitia Gregor silently slipped out of her family's home and crept beyond the magical protections to avoid detection. She took a deep breath, closed her eyes, took several steps, and disappeared. Just before dusk, she reappeared with a somber man dressed in all black holding an ornamental mace. Silently, she walked back through the magical wards, but he could not. 
A rustling of the tall grass just beyond the wards caught his attention, and he turned just as the first attack came. Two Macquarie began a barrage of the coruscation spell, blasting short bursts of lightning at him. His eyes grew wide with fear as he dodged blast after blast. Each time the spell hit him, his skin was ripped and torn like paper. A smell of scorched and burned flesh where each burst had hit him filled the air. His scream of pain echoed over the valley, jolting everyone awake. He stumbled quickly, riding himself, closed his eyes, took two staggering steps, and disappeared. You see, few humans have ever become proficient at using glint. But this one had. Everything fell silent for a long moment as everyone hurriedly gathered in the center of their new town. The two Macquarie that had defended the borders walked stoically to Giles and quietly whispered in his ear. His face contorted in pain and fury as reality gripped him. The sting of her betrayal after all they had done to escape left him unable to do anything but growl, Letitia! The air suddenly had an electrical charge as each coven leader began to draw in power from the ley lines swiftly surrounding Letitia. Terrified, she began begging for her life, begging to be spared from being banished to the wastes, begging not to be stilled. With shaking hands, Melania Ashford, the older sister of both Letitia and Giles, pushed her way into the circle. A vacant expression on her pale, doleful face. She embraced Letitia and kissed her gently on the forehead. She gently placed her palm on her baby sister's forehead, tears beginning to stream down her face and uttered the stilling spell. Nala Potentia. Giles then stepped forward with a stern look on his face as if he were asking why she had betrayed him. Placed his hand on her chest and softly said, Expolis Actatum. A chill crept across the circle as a rift in the fabric of time and space opened behind Letitia and devoured her. It only took seconds for her to vanish. Melania fell to the ground, sobbing as silence fell over the group. Bewildered, they clambered back to their homes, leaving Giles and Melania grief-streaking. One thought was on everyone's mind. Are we safe? Anyways, that's all to say... This is the beginning of Raven's Vale. Raven's Vale is a production of Small Raven Media. Today's story was written and performed by Ed Boldengreer. Audio engineering and sound design by Nick Devan at Nikki D Sound. Copyrighted 2023. All rights reserved. Well, hey there, family. 
We want to take a minute and thank all y'all who have recently joined the family. Welcome. If you haven't, then you know everyone needs to pitch in with the chores. So go on over to the social media and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Links to all those and our marvelous Discord server are available over at ravensvale.com. 